Hello and good evening. Hi. We are now on episode... 102. And it's Friday evening. Mm-hmm. We have a glass of wine and you're very tired. And I might fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, yeah. This is not going to be the most energetic of episodes, <laughs> I don't think, because it's been a tough week. Good week. Yeah. But a tough week. Long. Weeks are long at the moment. They're really long, yeah. <laughs> we get to Friday and we kind of flake. But hey-ho. Yes. So what are we talking about today? Um, Pre-COVID and post-COVID. Right. In terms okay. of um, your business, because, you know, a lot, a lot of people kind of like are waiting for the world to go back to normal, inverted commas, um, and that's not really going to happen. Like, there's definitely, even if things did go back to exactly how they were before, there's still a lot of changes that have been made and a lot of um, progress with like digital technologies that people are embracing. So you've got to be kind of ready for the new world rather than the the pre-COVID world, if that makes sense. Well, I think people's headspace <coughs> has changed as well. Mm. Like, we've definitely seen people who, I would say, for years and years, in the time that we've known them, have been reasonably robust, reasonably kind of optimistic, and they seem to cope with challenges quite well. Yeah. But because this has been... It's a bit like having a... Um, what do they call it when an illness or something is... Is it uh, long term? Is that acute? When they say, oh, um, you have an acute, whatever no, it is, it goes it on for is... ages. K- 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 oh, my goodness. I can only think of the word COVID now. Um, chronic, there we go. Chronic, there we go, <laughs> yeah. So because fundamentally the change that we've all been going through, because this episode is now being recorded towards the end of March of 2021, so COVID is still very much part of the narrative right now. Mm-hmm. It's still, it's not... We haven't got out the other side of it yet, no. have we? So if you are listening to this in the future and you're wondering what the hell we're talking about, this we're still very much in the mix of it. But it has been chronic yeah. in, in that. And um, we've noticed a shift in people's behaviours and um, just generally how they view uh, opportunities and their own quality of life and mm-hmm. everything else has massively changed, mm-hmm. right? And... I, th- I think that's really sad because mm. I don't know, I don't know if they ever come back. Yeah. To it, it's not like an elastic band. It's almost like an elastic band that's been stretched too much. Yeah. Like, and I can't. I don't know if they're going to reset. Yeah, and I think you know the the whole chronic things, right? Because <clears throat> initially, when all of us kind of thought, or the positive ones amongst us thought that it was only going to be a few weeks, few months at most. Um, you know, people like us that are in, in industries that are particularly affected, like more so than, than some, like travel, events, hospitality, you know, uh, retail, when the shops were shut. That could, Well, I suppose a lot of the shops could go online, but people that were massively affected and actually couldn't pivot. Well, like our events, so yeah. Smiley Booth, Photo Booth hires <laughs> an event space company that's now 13 years old. Yeah. And um, this, the last 12 months has definitely been the hardest yeah. that we've ever had. But it's basically predominantly down to the fact that we've not been allowed to train. Exactly. So so those people like us, we've kind of stopped um, and, and waited for what's going to happen. But now it's a case of, as you said, it's still here. But now we're all having to move forward. We can't just stay, stay stopped for the rest of our lives. That doesn't work. So we're having to find ways of moving forward. And um, and as I say, in this kind of post-COVID world, it, it, I would say post-COVID because even though COVID hasn't quite left yet, we've all got to kind of get on with 
living with it and life and trying to make a living, etc., etc. Well, I think people are reevaluating. Yeah. Right. So we've had conversations with some franchisees, right, who, when they were in the busyness of the business, yeah. um, there was momentum in that, and there, and there was confidence that came with event delivery and just delivering, uh, and their own expertise and experience, mm. right. And we're seeing it with some of the conversations we're having with our franchisees. They've been so out of the game for so long, for yeah. over 12 months. You can see them self-sabotaging. Yeah. Like there's there's, a, there's a, a couple of individuals that are... And it's not just our franchise, like a couple of our franchisees. It's like we're seeing it in other business techs, businesses as well and other people in the events industry where you can see they're, they're creating scenarios or they're deliberately not doing certain activities or they're doing like counterintuitive activities to sabotage the success in that, to reinforce them not going back to doing it well, again because there's yeah. this lack of confidence. That's so. one of the reasons I wanted to cover this is because um, there's a difference between waiting to see which way the world kind of shifts. Right. Because like we didn't jump on board with the whole, right, let's do let's try and do virtual services immediately because I thought, well, if this isn't going to last for more than a couple yeah. of months, it's going to be a big waste of money. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a difference between sitting and waiting to see which way the world goes and then sudden and using it as an excuse. Yeah, I and I think that's what some people are doing now is they're, they're going, oh, yeah, well, we still don't know. And they're using it as an excuse. But really, they're just asleep at the wheel because everyone else is beginning to move forward. Well... Yes, yeah, I kind of agree with that and kind of not. So I had a friend of mine ring me the other day and he's, he's got an events-based company and um, uh, we've known each other for years and years and years. And in fact, his events-based company um, is a family-run business that's been running for, gosh, probably 25 years or so mm-hmm. now or something crazy like that. Really established, great company. And, um, and he was saying to me, um, oh, it's awful, this this thing do you think our company has survived and I was like well we're very fortunate actually the company's actually in quite a good position because of all the steps we've taken over the last 12 months we're actually really excited for um when the UK opens up and currently we're in March again in 2021 and they're saying that things are going to open up in the UK from June onwards and and I was like we're really excited and we're we're doing this and we're doing that and we're making a lot of noise about event delivery and all this kind of stuff his response was, yeah, but do you really believe it's going to happen? Do you really mm. believe it's going to open? And, and he's quite, like, that, that is a, arguably a correct, like, view mm. of what's going on. Because, but, because over the last 12 months, we've had, we've had, oh, no, no, it's only, like, when you, if you look at the way things started, it was like, uh, I think in the UK, when they first put the lockdown in on something like the 21st of March of 2020, they said, it's only going to be a couple of weeks, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we should be able to open up and everything else. And then, sure enough, it went on for months. Mm-hmm. And then they said, oh, we're going to open up. And then they didn't. And then, so I understand that to that degree. But my response to him at the time was, I'm not buying into that, that rhetoric because that basically, and I think a lot of people are buying into that rhetoric, by the way. I think a lot of people are th- thinking, well, we've been let down so many times before over the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. Why should I believe that it's going to open up from June onwards? But the problem is you miss the boat. That, that was where I was going. That, yeah. to me, is being asleep at the wheel. Yeah. Because the moment... Um, this is UK-based in terms of the, the kind of dates, but the 21st of June is when events are allowed to fully return to normal. Um, at the moment, that's our kind of guideline. Um, you know, you get to that date and you are allowed 
who's going to be winning? The people that have prepared yeah. for it or the people yeah. that have gone, no, it's not going to happen? Yeah, I'd far rather we've got all our ducks in a row, we've made a huge amount of noise. Exactly. And then we get to the 21st of June and it's like, oh, we've got to wait another few weeks. Yeah, okay, exactly. all right, well, we'll just keep making a load, a load of noise. And it's also about, I think, the events industry, the travel industry, the retail industry, it's partly our responsibility to be positive and 100%. get everybody you know, um, just buoyed up and, and looking forward to life returning to some kind of normal rather than like, you know, wading around in this doom and gloom forever that, that just is going to kill everyone eventually because well, well there'll be no economy. Well, it is. And it's also, it's understanding, it's understanding why narratives exist, right? So, um, um, and by the way, anybody listening or watching this thinking, oh, here we go, Lee and Kate, you're going to go down a conspiracy theory route. That's not the point of this episode. We're not going to do that. We And just to so everybody understands our stance, we neither believe or disbelieve any conspiracy stuff. Mm. We just don't spend any time looking at it. And the reason why we don't is because we don't have the time. Yeah. We refuse to give time to that because what good does it do us, yeah. right? I'd far rather us be in a really positive, optimistic, mental place where we can spot opportunities that are right for us and our family mm-hmm. than be digging up a mental ditch <laughs> like where we, we, which we can't climb out of because we yeah. think we're all doomed, right? Mm-hmm. So, so just as a caveat, but the, if you go back to 2008, um, so our photo booth hire company, Smiley Booth, we began that business in the middle of that global crash, right, mm-hmm. financial crisis. And, um, and I was in the banking systems. I was in corporate banking at the time. So we, I, I was going into work and there was talk of, like, well, the whole banking system can collapse tomorrow. There might not be a world banking system over mm-hmm. the next few days, you know. It was a, that was a very real conversation mm-hmm. that was going on. And it was a... And there was talk of riots in the street, people not being able to buy food, the currency's going to all disappear. Mm. And it was like, there was a few days where it got really, really scary if you were in the kind of eye of the storm, mm-hmm. which I think I, I was reasonably close to it, mm-hmm. than the many would have been. Um, however, there's a lot of people that just carried on as normal. Yeah. You know, and they, they well, may and have seen... That's when we started smiling <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we started smiling, yeah. But there's there was a lot of people that if they didn't pick up the newspapers, didn't watch the news, and um, their their lives wouldn't have significantly changed by mm. a reasonable degree on a day to day basis. They still went to work. They still did all the things that they normally did. They mm-hmm. still went to the shops when they went to the shops. They still saw their friends when they saw their friends. Mm-hmm. Everything was pretty similar. But the narrative was we're doomed. And the narrative was we're going to go into a massive recession, and there, I think there's a there's a there's a thing that happens where we talk ourselves into these problems, mm. right? There's we t- like in a recession we talk ourselves into a recession because mm. we saw it in two thousand eight in a recession where people were refusing to do certain investments in their business, certain activity growth activities in their business because they were saying. Well, we're going into a recession, mm. so I'm now not going to spend that money I would have spent mm-hmm. on the expansion here or recruiting there or everything else, and it became a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy, right? And that's what you've got to be kind of aware of, because we're all guilty of that, I think, as human beings, right? As individuals, where we can talk ourselves into a story, 
And human beings, we're just all stories anyway. Our whole life is just all about the stories we tell ourselves, right? So um, and one of the things that we were, you and I were talking about um, over, over the course of this week was I'd learned about something called nocebo. Mm-hmm. And nocebo is, so everyone's heard of placebo. So placebo is, um, I'm telling people the obvious stuff here, but placebo is effectively an uplift in your physical or mental state based on um, something that you believe has had a positive effect on mm-hmm. you, even though chemically or whatever it might be, it doesn't actually have any... It's your, it's your belief that's created mm. that response, okay? So um, that's the placebo effect in my very basic understanding. Nocebo is the opposite. Nocebo is if someone tells you you're ill, if someone tells you you are unwell or you are going to die or you are whatever then you believe that to be the case and your physiology responds in the negative sense. And I learned about this on a Joe Rogan podcast mm-hmm. that was played a few days ago. And, um, and I listened to that and they, they tied it to the concept of voodoo. Mm-hmm. The, um, the, the voodoo is a very real thing. And in that, when somebody says, oh, I'm going to put a voodoo curse on you or whatever it is, the person believes it to such a degree that they're physical state deteriorates well, um, I mean my mum she uh, she's never really had much luck in life and she's already always said oh it's the hoops <coughs> luck and that came from her dad yeah um that the, they were just unlucky and that's followed her through all the the way along you know yeah. it's always been oh things always happen to me and and she'll <laughs> she'll find stories yeah. to reinforce that bad yeah. luck rhetoric whereas you and I have often said She's actually blessed in lots of ways yeah. in terms of the way her life has gone. Yeah. But she sees the opposite yeah. in lots of ways, right? Yeah. So, um, because she looks way younger than she actually is, yeah. she's got she's a lot better health given the way she looks after herself yeah. than most people would be at her age. And she's got to have done something that she's loved doing her whole yeah, yeah, life, yeah. right? And she lives in a great house in a great part of the world yeah. and this kind of stuff. So a lot of people go, oh, I'm blessed. But because of that rhetoric... Yeah. She believes that she's cursed, yes. like, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And and I think that's part of the danger of what's happened to us all over the last twelve yeah, 100%, months, yeah. right? We've been we've been told to be scared, to be small, to be to not do these things because even if we feel ourselves that we don't mind putting ourselves at risk, we're being really irresponsible because we're putting our loved ones at risk. Mm. And I'm not saying that that's not good advice or right advice. All I'm trying to say is. We have to be conscious about how that messaging or those decisions we make to protect our families and protect ourselves is directly impacting our choices that we make about our, our futures and our lives. Yeah. And whether we're working from a position of retraction and fear or whether we're working from a position of optimism and positivity and moving forward in yeah. life, right? Well, I was talking to my cousin the other day and, and she was saying that business has never been better for them. Right. Um, and that's because, and that's in manufacturing. And although they have challenges in that um, they can't get a lot of materials that they need because yeah. of shortages and stuff at the moment, because they pushed through and marketed when most people don't market their business, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're really kind of benefiting from that. And yeah. um, and it's, it's like um, uh, Warren... 
Buffet. I always say if it's buffet or buffet. Buffet. It's because of Hyacinth Bouquet. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> he said, um, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Yeah. Um, and that's so true. If you can kind of push forward when other people are attracting, and that doesn't necessarily mean in a monetary sense. Because, yeah. I mean, we've been bootstrapped, obviously, um, this, this year. Um, but just trying to make more noise and looking at new directions and seeing the way that you can... Um, you know, capitalize on certain trends and stuff. Yeah. So, for example, the the person that you were talking about with uh, with his business is casino hire. Yeah. Now you could say, well, there's no way that you can make that virtual, and you you've got to have a casino table at an event, and yeah. and that's that. But of course you can. You could yeah. get a, a virtual casino table uh, made, yeah. uh, a game like made, and then you could um have like a hybrid so that even when you're physically at the event, people that can't be there could join in yeah, virtually. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good idea. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's all sorts you can yeah. do with it. But if you if you have that mindset, as you said, that like oh well, we can't attend events, so that's that. Well, you're you, not going to see those opportunities. It's that concept of we're doomed. Yeah. Like, and we're and we're just and we're not lemmings, right? We don't all have to walk off the edge of the cliff yeah. just because someone says, "Okay, this is a paradigm in which you've got to see the world." It's yeah. like don't have to be that way. You can, and that's not to say that you shouldn't be respectful or responsible. You know, if I mean, we're very um, conscious of. Like being respectful and responsible around these strange times that we're in, we don't we don't actively flout the laws and all this kind of stuff. It's like okay, well that's the way we're going to behave. But we, but on the other side of it, we work our butts off mm. to go right. Okay, well where's the opportunity and and where's the growth? Because not everybody's stuck right mm. now. There's a lot of people that have have had some of the best times in their business. Oh, that yeah, they've ever had in the last 12 months. And, and and I've seen a couple of people like that in some of the groups I'm in, and they feel really guilty <laughs> about it. Yeah. And they shouldn't feel guilty just because no. they happen to have done well. Um, you yeah. know, but they, a lot of people I've seen saying, oh, I haven't had a bad year and I feel really bad about yeah. it. And you think, oh. Yeah, it's, it's, a hard, it's a hard thing to deal with on both sides because if... And uh, trust me... We've definitely been through the ring through mm. the, like over the last twelve months. We've we've absolutely been punched in the face on lots of different levels over the last twelve months. But it's there's I think when when you get into a situation, it's why I like the stoic stuff, mm-hmm. right? Because what if you read things like the uh, we've mentioned this on previous episodes, and if you if you haven't heard us mention it or you haven't read the book, I highly recommend you get it on Audible. Um, or just grab the book. It's called "The Obstacle Is the Way" um, by Ryan Holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it's phenomenal. And I was reading that book over and over again at the mm-hmm. beginning of this, um, at the beginning of the whole COVID crisis, and through the months of June and July. And what it, what things like that do is they give you situations to reflect on. Okay, I'm getting this gives you a different view on stresses, right? In that it start, it's a bit like lifting weights for your brain, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you go, if you are somebody who exercises regularly, you know that by the more, when you first start exercising, it hurts, it's uncomfortable, it's like, it's, um, you're weak, you're all of these things. But if you keep going back and doing it over and over again, you just get stronger and you just get better just by showing up. And the way I, I, c- because of the stoicism stuff, the way I kind of look at that is 
that is the same thing. It's like you just get better at coping mm. with these issues. And in fact, some of the people we know in business, whether they be franchisees or otherwise, who have been hit just as hard as we have, mm. if, and in some cases worse, you talk to them and they have the, when they have the same approach, mm. they have this very stoic philosophical approach to the challenges. They're yeah. like, yeah, it's crap. What can you do about it? Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. And that's and then those people today, when we talk to those people today, they're super optimistic and excited yeah. about the future and they're like and they're running already. Yeah. Whereas the people other people that we know that didn't have that approach yeah. and who were basically went, Oh well we're locked down so there's nothing I can do about it, so I'm just gonna sit back and just wait and write it out. Yeah. They've just gradually got weaker and weaker mm-hmm. and weaker and we're watching some of these people now and they're and I'm genuinely concerned about their ability to come back to where they were before mm. any of this happened. Yeah. Because it's just going to get harder, right, yeah. for them? And that's, that's sad, really. Yeah, exactly. So um, what can you do um, in, your, in your business to be one of these kind of moving forward people? And um, really, you need, to be, you need to be the beacon of, of positivity. Um, in, and, and that's what you should be aiming to be in your, in your business, in your industry, in your sector, well, in your region, whatever it is, in your area. Um, is is just focusing on the positive because there is so much negativity at the yeah. moment um, that just by doing that alone you will begin to stand out and be recognised and people start to follow you and be aware of what you do and who you are and um, you know it, that in itself is a marketing tactic. Yeah, so it's not just being positive. It's also, it helps you create self-respect. Like it helps you... Like be proud of the decisions you've made in the past. Yeah. You know, it's like if you look at the stuff that we've gone through over the last twelve months, and how many of us have gone through the last twelve months. When you get faced with challenges and you meet them head on, and you are continually optimistic, mm-hmm. and you deal with things fairly and appropriately, you don't roll over. Mm. But in the same, at the same token, you don't lash out. Mm-hmm. You don't make. You make very decisive, calm decisions. Mm. And I think that's what we've been able to do over the last 12 months. It strengthens you for the future. And it makes you sit back and go, yeah, do you know what? I went through that and I was all right. Well, and there's tons of silver linings as well. I, I was just reading a post on Facebook the other day that was a, a, another photo booth company. And they were saying about the year, because it's year anniversary from the, the first lockdown a couple of days ago. Right. And they went and um, helped out at Morrison's, right. which is a supermarket. More bangs. <laughs> yeah, if you heard a bang, that was our cat trying to chase a fly. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, they Morrison's is a supermarket in the UK, and at the time of um, the first lockdown, they had staff shortages and right. were struggling with, you know, um, like people, all the stock, you know, remember all the, like, the toilet roll shortages and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they needed staff, and so she went and volunteered to be staff. Not volunteered, they were being paid, but she went to be staff, thinking it would just be like a two-month thing or something right. while um, her photo booth business wasn't running and she's still there right. but she put that retail isn't great sometimes nearly every day somebody swears at me but I've made some really good friends and I've learned yeah. this about myself and you know there's lots of people that have gone down roads that they've never thought they would go down and yeah. they've learned things about they've either learned new skills or they've learned things about themselves or they've made 
new contacts, new friends. And yeah. yeah, so it's, there's lots of silver linings to be had as well. So there's lots of reasons to be positive. There is. And you've also got to be, in it, like being optimistic or positive is not just a, oh, well, that's nice to be that and everything else. It's actually mitigating the fact that misery begets misery, yeah. right? Misery loves misery. It, if you are in a state of being miserable or whatever it is, you will find other people to be miserable with. Mm. And you'll, be, you'll find before you know it, you'll be one of those people that are just, you're fueling the fire of the moans and the groans mm. and the, like, and we, we know people like that, right? They, they surrounded themselves with, with, with the misery that mm. is. And they're constantly looking. It's like the race to the bottom all yeah. the time with those people. And also you need more positive messages. Um, mm. We talked about the, the book, um, The Big Leap. Um, mm. And it, um, what the author says in there is that um, from one, pos- one negative message, you need eight positive messages right. to counteract that one negative message. I yeah. think um, uh, Les Brown says it as well. Well, the yeah. MIT did... Uh, a whole study on that and they it was more than that I can't oh, okay. remember it was in the teens I think it oh, was okay. yeah but, but whatever it, mm. whether it's 8 or 10 or 20 um, you know be one of those positive messages yeah. you know be one of those businesses out there um, or business leaders business owners that's that's reinforcing the positive because yeah. you'll, you'll be remembered for that yeah and it's not naive no like I, I think that's the mistake that negative or, or rather negative people like to they they hate when they're uh, when someone's being positive around them, mm. right? It's like, it's 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 an affront, mm. right? Almost it's it's almost like you're basically telling them that they're full of crap, like they're wrong, you know. And um, there's certain people that we know that I really piss off <laughs> because, like, and not because I do anything bad. It's because they hate my calm, yeah, optimistic, yeah. like happy go lucky approach because they naturally lean towards negative yeah and they've said to you that they want to punch me in the face <laughs> you know i drive them nuts don't they i drive and i'm not going to mention you know any who names. you are if you're listening yeah <laughs> i drive them nuts because they're just like and i've been and i've had these individuals call me naive ignorant all of these things and it's like this isn't a therapy session for you <laughs> that's true <laughs> But my point is that it's an affront to negative people. And if you're finding that you're getting that that response, you've got to reflect on who you're spending your time with, you mm. know, because... Well, not just that, you might get that from customers. Um, and you, you know, it doesn't have to be about people you spend your time with. You, you know, you might be putting positive messages out there on, on social media and you get negativity back. But don't worry about it. Just just keep yeah. going. It, it, either, either just ignore it or just respond with more positivity because yeah. other people will be seeing that and they want those positive messages. Um, there's, there's a slight difference. You, know, you, you do need to be empathetic mm-hmm. to people. Um, you know, if, if somebody's had a particular tough time with the COVID situation, you know, they may have lost somebody and all sorts of awful things have happened. So by, don't be kind of like, you know, blind positivity. Everything's wonderful. Well, that's why it's so offensive for people around conspiracy theories and stuff. Mm. Because in some way, shape or form, it demeans the trauma yes. and drama that they've, yeah. they and their family have gone through. Yeah. By calling it crap. Because it's yes. like, no, no, no. Because I've been directly... Yeah. And we've been personally directly affected through yeah. that. So 
it's um, you can see why people get frantic and get yes. angry. And yeah. the problem with things like social media and that, like, it's very easy for things to be taken out of context and for people to get. But angry at the end about. of the day, we have to move forward. As I said at the beginning, this has gone on too long now. We can't just sit and wallow in it. With, if, if it's here to stay, it's here to stay. We have to find new ways of living and new ways of moving forward. Yeah. And businesses should always be at the forefront of that. Well, and it shows our level of conditioning, right? So, because I constantly say to uh, friends and family, because we're a bit out of it a little bit because we're in, like, out in the sticks. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that... The, there's, 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 we see more cows than people. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very easy, and we're very careful about the news that we consume and all this kind of stuff, and the information that we 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 take on board. So we're not part of a lot of the dramas. We and that's a choice, by the way. Um, we that's how we choose to live our lives. But the it's very easy to get sucked into those dramas and those issues mm. on all all sides mm-hmm. and. I just think that's really dangerous to mm. be pulled into all of those things. And you've just got to be really careful about, okay, be sympathetic, be empathetic to situations. Don't be going, oh, life's wonderful and everything else, um, at, like at the risk of offending everybody else. But plan optimistically, yeah. work optimistically towards your goals because you'll be better for it. You'll grow and everything else. This restraint that we're all under... Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it's made us, not all of us, but made some of us a bit weaker. Yeah. And and you don't get stronger by doing nothing. No, no, absolutely. Um, so how else do you need to kind of um, embrace the post-COVID? Uh, so with your business, something that has come out of, um, a, of COVID in general is the convenience of the world now. You can literally sit on your sofa and pretty much order anything that you would want to come to you, can't you? Right. It's, it's, and it's quick normally. Um, and, you know, local companies have taken up delivering when they weren't delivering before and just everything has become super convenient. And I think that's something that's going to stay um, no matter how normal the world returns to. This this level of um, service and, as I say, ease and convenience that people are pushing even here in France they've got on board with a lot of these things um which they never had done before um and so your business needs to be that way you know you will be the odd one out if you're if you've not got an easy way for people to pay you you know your delivery times are slow or any number of things that that make it difficult for your customer so really think of that in terms of your customer journey how easy quick simple can i make this yeah if you've been if your business has been a bit like our one the smiley booth photo booth hire company where it's been on hold for the last 12 months it's a great time to review yes absolutely all your systems and processes because what you're effectively talking about is automation and systems and that kind of stuff and You've historically papered over all the cracks because you've been running around like a headless yes. chicken. Which is so the events industry, isn't it, in general? Because mm-hmm. that's the way we operate. Everything's always firefighting. Yeah, because everything's so fast, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But you never really get time to kind of look at it. And so, yeah, it's a great time to just sit and look at it as a whole and how can I make this better for people? Well, it's that whole concept of like through, through pain, through... Um, like adversity. Adversity, yeah. There is... There is good things that come right there's Mm -hmm. there's there's always positives that come out of it and we've got very close friends of ours who are going through hell right now um and um and we're doing everything we can to help them um but 
they've got that approach. Yeah. Like I was, I was talking, I was talking to them the other day, and their whole concept, their whole thing is, no, this it is we're going, we're literally walking through hell right mm-hmm. now. This is this is every nightmare that we've ever had coming to life, but we refuse to give in to it. Yeah, we, it's we, that whole if you're going through hell, keep going, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's they're they're like there's there is good that's coming, and the decisions they're making. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've they're now making because of this thing that they're they're trying to manage, and they're saying it's absolutely awful what we're trying to manage. But on the other side of it, there is a blessing in it in that all of these things that we've put off for so long are mm. now now yeah let's just do it yeah and yeah. and it's like the quality of our life and experiences has just jumped yeah because because of those things and and I think that's how, I think that's how we should be looking at yeah, things yeah. in life. And it's, and I know if you're listening to this or you're watching this and you're thinking, oh, it's all right for you and everything else. But trust me, we're all going through yeah, yeah, yeah. it. We have not had an easy ride and many haven't, you know. Well, and still, we're not out of the woods. But... God no. Yeah. God no. Or the, hopefully the, the tide feels like it's turning for us yeah. and we're very grateful for that, thank goodness. But, but it's only going to turn if we keep being optimistic, yeah. being positive yeah. and working our socks off, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. We cannot sit back and wait. Yeah, exactly. And, and nor can you if you're listening or watching this. Yeah. Um, what else is there? Um, paid ads is um, at an all-time low at the moment mm-hmm. um, because people don't have the confidence to be putting into, into advertising when they're not sure this, they're not sure that. And we've seen that in our um, photo booth hire business. Mm. Um not just paid ads as in like Google ads, Facebook ads, that kind of thing, but directory platforms that previously we didn't even bother with because they were so saturated. And expensive. Yeah, everybody was on them. Like you you paid to get however many leads and you were like the 10th person that they'd spoken to that day. It just wasn't worth it. Nobody's calling these people. The no. leads are there. Nobody's calling them because, as I said at the beginning, they're asleep at the wheel because yeah. I don't think that things are going to uh, change. Yeah, we've had franchisees contacting us just saying, I can't believe this. I'm the only one advertising. Yeah. And, and, they're, and they're advertising and they're closing sales yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and we've been saying since... We were saying in December to the team, weren't we? We were saying, look, from January... January onwards, there's going to be this vacuum. Yeah. And you have to run, and you have to run fast in this vacuum because it's a once-in-a-lifetime moment. Mm. Like, we've never had an opportunity where, as you say, that I think that's perfectly correct, that everyone else is asleep at the wheel. Yeah. You know, it's and if you, and the level of noise you can make and, and who will hear you yeah. is greater than ever before, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, and I mean, there is an element that you have to kind of put your big boy or big girl pants on because... Marketing is scary when everything looks like it's shrinking. But I can't remember who said it. I think it was... Um, Probably Ogilvy. me. <laughs> I think it was Ogilvy, um, you know, the advertising guy. That, um, who? If he had his last five pounds, five dollars. Ogilvy? Yeah. Dave, David Ogilvy. Og- Ogilvy. Ogilvy. I'm sure that's right. I have no idea who that is. You're going to make me sound silly now. I, I honestly have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of us is going to sound silly then? Probably me. I'm not saying that you're wrong. Anyway, I'm just saying I have no idea. I don't know about. if that's how you pronounce it. Okay. O G I L V Y. O G. Oh. I L V Y. Okay. This is the problem with this podcast, right? This is a side note. I'm going to. 
maybe i'm gonna need to look up all these people that i've (laughs) known about for years and how you pronounce their names because i've only ever read them nobody's ever said the word to me so i'm like am i saying this right i've never heard of that person (laughs) so that's fine he was a he was like a madman, you know, the, the, the series. He was oh, like the, the TV series. Yeah, right. he, he okay. was like a, an ad, ad, advertising guru. He's known as like the, the godfather of advertising, basically. Oh, God, See, I'm the ignorant one, don't you? <laughs> anyway. I think it's Ogilvy, by the, by the way you spelt it. But okay. No. Anyway, he said, I think it was him. It might be somebody completely different. <laughs> it's probably not him at all. And <laughs> if he's I, probably a great painter who you're talking about or something. He's not in marketing at all. <laughs> he said... <laughs> <coughs> You're making me cough now. Um, he said that if um, if he only had five dollars left to spend, he'd spend yeah. it on marketing. Yeah, I hope it was him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we did the same in um, in Smiley Booth, where um, like years and years ago, basically the company had to turn over somewhere somewhere between twenty five and twenty. At the time, it was like twenty five to twenty seven grand a month for us to cover all overheads, to do everything we need to do in the business each month. It was about twenty five, twenty seven grand a month. Um, we had a load of staff and all this kind of stuff. So it's not big business, but it was a decent amount of junk change that you knew you didn't have under the sofa if things got a little bit squeaky, right? So, um, and we did some, that I, I obsess about forecasting uh, cash flows and stuff in the business all the time. And I could see like three months down the road, we were about to hit a brick wall because we didn't have enough sales predicted for that month. Uh, just be, and we can predict that by the nature of our events business. And um, like, and it was terrifying. It was like fourteen hundred quid or seventeen hundred quid we had coming in that mm-hmm. month, and I needed to get it to twenty five to twenty seven, and we had that. Like, what do we do? Yeah. And the the decision was, we spend more now <laughs> while we've got the back. cash. Yeah, <laughs> we spend way more now to get on our marketing to fill that fill that month with sales, and we smashed through it. Yeah, we could have done the opposite. We could have gone. Oh, that's our lot. Mm. Let's retract, cut all our expenses to ride through that month. And it would have been way more painful. Mm. It would have been horrendous. We would have probably ever had to lose staff. Yeah. We may have accumulated debt. We could have let people down. Yeah. There's loads of things we could do. But instead we went, no, spend more on marketing. Yeah. And that, that saved us every time. We've yeah. always... And in fact, uh, uh, one of the... Well, the, the individuals... Um, We've been dealing with recently around investment in um, say it. Uh, he's he's of the same belief. It's like historically, it's like you sell yourself like sales. He said it last night. Yeah. When I was on a call with him last night. He said he's always run from the function that sales uh, solves everything. Yeah. The more sales you can get, the the, the more cash you get, the more the, the the more the problems are easy to deal with. Sales don't happen without marketing. No, exactly. Yeah, people don't know you're there if you don't market. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's another thing with um with the way the world is at the moment post COVID is that um you know it, there's a it's a level playing field to to a point that everyone's had to go online. Um, that there's there's no kind of brick and mortar businesses out there anymore at the moment. Um, until kind of the world returns to normal, but um that level playing field is really really noisy. So you need to be able to stand out. And one of the ways of doing that is, is, um, is customers have become more discerning because they've got time. 
you know, they will scrutinise you more online. Mm -hmm. So you've got to get your presentation up. Mm -hmm. And now that doesn't mean that you have to have an all singing, all dancing, very slick, you know, high production value videos and, and website. Quite the opposite. People are looking for that real human connection. But what that does mean is check your, your typos, you know, yeah. check your broken links, make sure that your presentation is good. Um, because people are going to be comparing you more to somebody else now because yeah. they've got more time. Yeah. Whereas before it was just like, oh yeah, uh, that one sounds good. I'll, I'll book that because I've got to get on with something else. You know, so that that's another thing that's kind of come out of this is is really kind of concentrate on on the user well user journey again, like I said at the beginning, and and um and your presentation and but really engaging with people like that real human. Uh, user generated content yeah um that kind of real feel authentic marketing is what everybody was looking for yeah and if you're wondering where to start with any of that and you're either you've not listened to every one of our episodes or you're new to this podcast <laughs> or, or what did you say yesterday on, on it you're not a huge fan of ours <laughs> yeah you can only listen to this if you're a huge fan <laughs> yeah yeah. I was like, can they not if you're be just, a fan? If you're just a fan, <laughs> it's like... Yeah, you called me out on that, didn't you? No, it's because everyone's a huge fan. Oh, okay. Um, Positive thinking. Yeah, exactly. It's what drives certain people mad. Um, so, but we, we've covered this in detail on previous episodes. And there's a whole episode all about user-generated content and video. There's a whole episode on marketing. There's a whole episode on sales. All of those stuff. So just have a look back through our episode lists and you'll find them. We go, we do a deep dive on all that kind of stuff. But obviously marketing and sales is not necessarily the reason for this particular episode, but it kind of is a symptom of your headspace and your attitude to this environment. And I think the message we're trying to get in this episode predominantly is the scary thing we've been witnessing over the last, I'd say, if not last few weeks, uh, sorry, if not last few months, certainly last few weeks, is almost a, like, from some people, there's a lot of fight and they're like, and they're super excited mm -hmm. about when things start to open up again. They're, and they're running fast, even though they're not getting any rewards, they're running fast. And I can tell you for nothing that they're going to win. Yeah. Like this, they're going to, they're going to make 2021 their bitch. Yeah. It's going to be one of the best successful years that they've had in a long time because they're running because the other side of the coin it's like it's night and day yeah. there's not an there's not a middle there's the people that are running and there's the people that are like oh haven't put their shoes on yet haven't put their <laughs> exactly people are running and people haven't put their shoes on yet and there's no in between there's and and I think that's going to be the case until at least June yeah. at least maybe even July or August so the the message we really want to make in this episode is that there's definitely a difference in people from pre-covid and post-covid in terms of their resilience and their well, appetite there's, for there's life. a different etiquette as well you know yeah. you do have to be aware of, of your marketing and and the needs of people nowadays it has yeah. changed and it will forever change even when things go back as like i said with the convenience that's not going to go backwards no. You know, people are used to this, just click their fingers and something arrives, you know, so you've got to move with that. Yeah, there's certain there's certain things that are changed for good now. Yeah, definitely. definitely. 100%. Um, but I, I always, it reminds me of something that we used to say to new franchise candidates right at the beginning um, when we were interviewing them and everything else. And I used to say to them, right, we're 12 months, right when we were interviewing them, I used to say, right, 12 months from now, we, we meet back in this place we're in today. Describe what success 
means to you to me to tell me what that is and they used to paint this picture of well I'd own the franchise and we would have done so many events so I might have some staff I might have this many boat booths I might I've been on holiday I've done this to my home and all this kind of stuff and I was like right and they and I get them to really paint this picture of what that 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 result looks like 12 months well and I, I say to them right we mean you're sharing a drink we're going through all this describe it in detail for me and I used to go right now we work out your business plan from that, like yeah. from your gut, from what you've just described, let's work out how, how to get you there. And we yeah. work backwards from that point. And that's the thing you've got to be making, like the guys that are already running, if you're one of these people listening to this and you haven't put your shoes on yet, it's like, you need to have that conversation yeah, with yourself. Yeah, yeah. You need to be like, okay, end of 2021, what does it need to look like for me? Yeah. Forget about whether the government might pull the rug from under your feet or not doesn't matter it's yeah. you don't know there's things you just don't know and you can't control but um for the moment the facts are that you should be running now in preparation for everything opening up well and even aside from covid you know it can apply to other things as well don't wait to have i don't know that that degree or you know that job offer or um for i don't know for the kids to be a bit older before you start the business or any of these things, you know, don't, don't wait, just get on, just do them. There's never a perfect time ever. God, no. So it's just like, just move now. (laughs) Yeah. There isn't a perfect time for anything, is it? Everything is always inconvenient. (laughs) Yeah. Like there's never a perfect time to start a business. There's never a perfect time to change a job or to do any of those things. There's never a perfect time to start a fitness regime or or any of those kind Mm. of things. Well, we started in the Smiley Booth in the previous recession, the previous big recession. I know there was a, there was a blip in 2015, I think, wasn't there? But, and everyone thought we were nuts. Yeah, they did. And it was the best thing we could have done. But, yeah, absolutely. But that's the, the, um, the narratives that you choose mm. to buy into. Like yeah. that, but everybody was saying, right, we're doomed. We're doomed. Yeah. And those that were saying the opposite weren't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, so that's kind of the message, I suppose, guys. It's... I, we try and be a force for good with this podcast and in everything we do. And, um, and if we've hopefully given you a little bit of a nudge to, to go, oh shit, yeah, I thought everybody was hanging around and waiting and maybe <laughs> I should do something. Yeah, you bloody should. Yeah. yeah you're, you're already behind the curve. Well, and even if you are doing stuff, just, just reassess the needs of today's customer because it has changed. So again, I know I've said it several times. Don't be asleep at the wheel for those those changes. You know, make sure you're thinking. Oh, well, maybe I need to tweak the way my business does this. Yeah. Because it's it's not the world it was a year ago. No. No. No, and hopefully it's for the better. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. In the long term. Yes. <laughs> cool. So that's so I'm gonna let Kate crash out and go to sleep now. <laughs> so you've actually gone through two thirds of your wine as well, Jonas. So have a good evening, all. Bye. Bye.